Hello and welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug. I'm pastor at Faith Lutheran Church in Shelton, Washington. Thanks so much for tuning in. Comedian and banjo player Steve Martin has a routine in which he's a TV preacher. Last night, he says in his best preacher voice, God came down and talked to me in French. I did not understand a word he said. Do you ever feel like that? Do you wish that God would speak to you but wonder if you would recognize God's voice or, or even if you and God speak the same language? Well, I hope that by the end of this podcast, you'll hear God speaking to you and that you'll realize that you don't need to speak French to understand what God is saying. As always, you're going to want your Bible handy. In the podcast notes below, you'll find links to our website, to all the Bible references, and to worship resources. Let's pray. Speak to us, Lord, for your servants are listening. Let the words of my mouth, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So let's talk about how God speaks. We're going to start with a passage from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. It says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, this is Jesus talking, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the shepherd listens to his voice. And the sheep, I'm sorry, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Here ends the reading. Now, whenever you read the Gospel of John, don't be surprised if you experience some metaphoric whiplash. In the very first chapter, John, Jesus is the word that becomes flesh, and by chapter 8, he's the truth that sets us free. Jesus is living water in chapter 4, the bread of life in chapter 6, the resurrection in chapter 11, and the vine in chapter 15. Here in John chapter 10, Jesus is the good shepherd, or the gate, and then he's the good shepherd again, the one who lays down his life for his sheep. I'll be honest, in this passage, I'm not really sure who the gatekeeper is or who the hired hands are supposed to be, but what does seem to be clear is that there are a bunch of sheep that are being tended, cared for, and protected, and we're the sheep, and that there are two voices competing for our attention and trust. There's the shepherd and there's the thief. The good shepherd speaks the truth and brings life. The shepherd has access through the front door. The sheep are rightfully his, and they know, recognize, and follow the shepherd's voice. The shepherd calls each little sheepy by name, goes on ahead of them, leads them into green pastures, willing to lay down his life to save and protect his flock. 
Jesus is the good shepherd. The thief, on the other hand, speaks only lies and seeks to steal and kill and destroy. The thief is not allowed access through the gate, so has to sneak in some other way. The thief is a stranger whose voice is neither recognized nor heeded by the sheep. The thief's name is Satan, whom John earlier describes in chapter 8 as a liar and the father of lies, the one who accuses, who blames, who points the finger. I think Jesus is genuinely worried about the Pharisees in this story. They're getting, frankly, grumpier and more adversarial as, as Jesus' ministry goes on. As recently as chapter 9, Jesus has healed a man who was born blind, but by this time all the Pharisees can do is hurl insults at the man and accuse Jesus of being a fraud. Well, that's just unchristian. Listen to yourselves, Jesus is saying. That's not God's voice. God's voice heals and forgives and creates life. God's voice is attractive, compelling, and promotes trust and peace. The Pharisees grew up in the knowledge and the, tr- and the promise that God was a good shepherd and would dwell among them. But the thief was stealing their faith in God and instead filling them with lies and slander. So Jesus says, lighten up. I'm the good shepherd. My words and my actions demonstrate the love of the Father. Even if you don't like me, trust God. More than ever, we need to hear God's voice. And when we speak, we need to, well, the world needs us to speak the language and cadence and message of the Good Shepherd. Yes, God still speaks. Like a shepherd, God comes to us where we are. And when God speaks, we learn to recognize God's voice, trust God's voice, follow God's voice. And the Bible says that God's motive for coming among us, for speaking to us, gaining our trust, it's to lead us, to guide us into what's called the fullness of life, now and in the life to come. Well, doesn't God express wrath in the Bible, you say? To which I say, yes, but the Bible is also clear that God never lies or condones lying. God's wrath is always a function of God's love. And God would rather die than allow even one sheep to be lost or wander outside the range of God's voice. Oh, the, Bible, the God of the Bible is not a distant, remote, or hands-off deity. God is a person. God leads, guides, and seeks a relationship with each one of us. God speaks, and when God speaks, we experience God. It's like the little boy who came home from Sunday school and told his parents that he had just learned God's name. God's name is Andy, he told them. We sang about him today. Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. <laughs> I want you to know the comfort and strength of walking and talking with Andy. I mean, Jesus. I want you to be able to hear God assure you that you are cared for and that you are led by the Good Shepherd. I want you to know that God speaks, not in French, unless you speak French, but sometimes in some unexpected ways. Here are a couple stories. It's about 12 years ago that I was at the Kirby Vacuum Repair Store in Auburn, Washington. At the time, I was pastor at Trinity Lutheran Church in Enumclaw. I was there at the vacuum repair store to pick up our refurbished Kirby. I walked in up to the counter 
When, when I rang the little bell, I noticed an open Bible next to the register. An older lady emerged from the back room. She retrieved my vacuum cleaner. I paid the bill. As I got ready to leave the store, this woman looked me in the eye and said that God wanted her to tell me that the children are worth it. Um, thank you? I did not expect that. But that day I realized that God spoke to me through a vacuum cleaner store woman. I still wonder what prompted her to say that to me. I mean, I think it was the Holy Spirit, but did she know that? My guess? My guess is that she herself had received encouragement or a prophetic word at a difficult time in her life and that she had begun to see her ministry at the vacuum cleaner store as praying for her customers, being available to speak a word of God to them. So maybe she saw a somewhat tired, somewhat rushed 40-something man picking up a refurbished vacuum cleaner in the middle of the week who, needed, who looked like he needed some encouragement. Sometimes I wonder if that woman was actually an angel sent to deliver a message to me. Or that the woman said something like, have a nice day, and the Holy Spirit made me hear the children are worth it. These words have become a kind of mantra for me when it comes to parenting or when it comes to youth and family ministry, when it comes to supporting World Vision or Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp or the Kids Cove Preschool or Faith Acts. The children are worth it. I know because God said so. Around that same time, Brenda and I attended a spiritual retreat at George Fox University. I went uh, to my assigned room and, and I found a note on my pillow. It was a handwritten note with the words of James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Now, I had actually never noticed this Bible verse before. It wasn't one that was familiar to me. I learned later that one of the 20 or so participants of this retreat, she had asked for the names of the, the people at the retreat and a couple weeks earlier and had begun praying for each one of us. And she didn't know anything about us. We were from all over the Pacific Northwest. She had been given this verse to put on my pillow. 20 different verses were given to 20 different people. And this is the one that landed on my pillow. What she didn't know is how frustrated I had been with my, with my pastoral ministry those days. I felt like I, I needed to do better and I had been telling people and I had been praying for wisdom. I thought, man, if I could make better decisions for my congregation, if I had more skills and organization, and I, if I only had wisdom. And then I received this verse, James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Wisdom, this verse taught me, was not about getting smarter or more experienced or better leadership techniques. Wisdom was about being more like Jesus. Wisdom was grounded in the sort of person that I was called to be, my character. To pursue wisdom would mean to practice mercy, submission, and peacemaking. 
So this became a sort of life verse for me, a vision of who God was calling me to be. I'm convinced that God sent her to give me this verse. God still speaks. God speaks through vacuum cleaner repair ladies. God speaks through Bible verses. God is calling out to you and to me with the word of life, with the word of truth. God is speaking so that you know that you are loved, that you are precious, that you are held in the arms of the good shepherd. We are surrounded by voices that accuse us, that condemn us, that lie to us, that seek to steal our hope and kill our courage. This pandemic thing only makes things worse. It's hard to stay hopeful, to trust in the good shepherd, to focus on God's voice and to follow God's leading. I mean, we miss the company of one another. We miss visiting friends and restaurants. We miss public worship and travel. We miss going to work, well, some of us. We miss school and church and the way it used to be. We get anxious about restrictions and respirators and rent that's due. A word from God for you today is hang in there. Be considerate toward each other. Be kind to yourself. Put your hope in God. Listen to God's voice. Stay away from the voices that lie and slander and blame. And if you find yourself defending, justifying, or participating in slander and fear-mongering, then I urge you to repent. That's not God's voice. That's the voice of the thief. No, let your words and actions reflect that of the Good Shepherd, who is the wisdom from heaven, who is pure and peace-loving, who is considerate and submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So I'm going to leave you today with a few Bible passages that I pray will speak to you, that will resonate with the voice of the Good Shepherd, that will be just what you need to hear. Isaiah 43, this is what God says, I have called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Romans 8, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. For I can do all things through the one who gives me strength. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. 1 John 3 says this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but in actions and in truth. And the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's Will Preach for Food podcast. Thank you, Chaz, as always, for your production work. I want to thank everyone for your feedback, your encouragement, and, for, and suggestions for this project. This coming week, I, I think I get to learn about search engine optimization and tags and hits and pages and plugs, whatever that stuff is. I'll know soon enough. In the meantime, you can access other episodes through our website, www.faithshelton.org. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other way you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, FLC Shelton. And while you're at it, post a comment there or share this link with a friend. I think I'm going to be taking a week off from this podcast, but I'll, I'll be back after Mother's Day. And remember, the children are worth it. So God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace, the peace that passes all understanding. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.